Welcome to the Landmark Theatres Film Club podcast. In today's episode, we'll hear actor David Denman discuss his new film, Puzzle, with moderator Pete Hammond. This Q&A was recorded at the Landmark in Los Angeles on the film's opening night. How many people are going out and buying jigsaw puzzles now? Okay, good. Uh, I'm Pete Hammond. I'll be uh, moderating here. And uh, congratulations, David. This is a terrific film. And let me start with your character, because I thought it was going to be the typical Hollywood thing where you're going to be the heavy, and I didn't think you were. You know, I thought he was a very understandable character and somebody you have empathy for from his own point of view. Tell us what you thought when you read the script and and saw this character that they've asked you to play. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you. And thank you all for coming and still hanging out. Um, (laughs) I... uh, yeah, I, I love this script when I read it. Um, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't feel like Louis was, um, I don't know. I, for me, I, I wanted a, a more you know, multi-dimensional character that like, you know, he loves his wife, he loves his family, he is a victim of his upbringing and his circumstances. Um, but you know, as she kind of goes on this journey and her life kind of, you know, opens up it sort of flips their life upside down and and the thing about it I I thought that Louis always was trying as best he could to try to you know come back I mean a part of this that was in the script that I got that doesn't ultimately end up in this movie is that Agnes um, had a bit of a breakdown after her father died yeah and so she's a bit of a fragile bird that that Louis has always sort of taken care of and protected and in his sort of protection ends up smothering her a bit you know yeah. and um, you know it's I don't know I, I felt like it was a real slice of life of these people from this place and uh, yeah I, I love that and that's the information that you had that wasn't in the final film but you had that you know sometimes I, I talk to actors and there's a movie based on a book or something, and they go back to the book and they find out so much more about the background where they can really flesh out the character in their own minds, even if it doesn't appear so blatantly on screen. Yeah, I, one of the other aspects of it that, um, you know, the, the ending changed a few times. And this was actually based on an Argentinian film, right? Yeah, the, this yeah. is essentially an English remake. Yeah, um, and in the Argentinian film, she goes back to her husband, and uh, in the in the original script I got, she goes back to her husband, and there were uh, quite a few scenes at the end of this movie that sort of brought that back together. And as we were filming it, um, Kelly and I were both feeling like uh, this doesn't feel right. Something isn't. It feels like it has to keep her journey going, and maybe she comes back to it, maybe she doesn't. But I don't know if. If we're gonna get the payoff of having them together at the end, it, we're gonna have to do a lot of work yeah. to make that happen. And we were trying, and as we were going along, um, you know, Mark, uh, the director, was, you know, so open to all of our suggestions and ideas. You know, he really, really fed off the actors and asked us, you know, our input about everything. And uh, and one of the things when I said to him was like, I don't know, and. And Kelly and I were shooting this last scene where we were like in a park and we both looked at each other like, this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> he he listened to us and, and he ended up shooting another version of that same scene without me in it. And then ultimately when they got into the editing room, they were like, nah, this still doesn't get the same, like 
you know, we want to keep her on that journey. And so then they went back and did a reshoot and ended up with the ending that we have now, which I think is perfect for the journey that she went on. I'm just curious, since you're applauding that, how many people think they should have ended up blatantly together on screen together? This gentleman right here. Okay. Oh, and you. Okay, so we have two or, th two or three. Most people obviously are happy with that ending. Uh, did you go back to the writer Owen Moverman, who's a terrific screenwriter and everything, and did he get involved in that in terms of the reshoot or in terms of the idea of not going with the ending that was in the script? I don't know. Guy, one of our producers right here. Guy Stoddle, right there, who is uh, one of the producers of the film. He, Maybe he, you would know. Shout it out. What happened? Al Horan was very involved in the ending, and uh, you know, it was a collaboration of the director, Mark, and the producer. So he was. He was. Good. That's always good to have the writer involved. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and yeah. Guy was the guy that found this, the original movie, at the <laughs> Berlin Film Festival, and bought it and and developed it, and uh, so he had it from the get-go. That's great. Wow. That's something that happens uh, more frequently than we think, where you see a foreign language picture or something from another country and decide that it has a universal truth to it. And this has a very universal theme, I think, in a lot of ways. People trying to put the pieces of their lives together in ways they can't quite figure out, put them all together. And everybody, all three of you, had that going on, you know, trying to understand where you are and where you're going. Yeah, I, um, I, you know, for me, like, I was thinking about this today, and I don't know if it's the theater geek in me, but there was a part of this uh, that felt like almost Chekhovian in like the sense of, you know, when you do a Chekhov play, they're written to be, they, he says they're comedies, but everything they go through is so tragic <laughs> that like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you play against it. And there's so much I felt like in this that there was a dichotomy. There's like moments that <coughs> we, that comedy came out of just a very organic, raw situation, especially like that scene. I don't know how it played in this theater, but for us, when, when he confronts her uh, after she's come home and he, he knows something's going on, like the way she reacts is so raw and so genuine where she says, you know, I may... <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm having an affair. I don't, maybe I'm not. May, you know, it was good. It wasn't good. And like, <laughs> it's just like it's so shocking to Louis because not only is he seeing this person that he, you know, like behavior that he's never seen, but he's seeing her speak up for herself. And, and you know, it's just it's the whole thing. It's just so overwhelming, you know. Maybe it's a tribute to your performance, but I so did not want her to have an affair with him. I didn't want her to go to bed with him. And I kept thinking, this is what's probably going to happen. But I thought, go back and, and talk it out with Louie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I wanted, too. But, you know. <laughs> and that's what that guy in the hat wanted, too. Uh, <laughs> the two sons were great, too. I, 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 you know, what are their names? Uh, uh, Austin Abrams and Bubba Weiler. Yeah. And uh, they're both fantastic. And uh, we just... You know, we, we shot the movie. The first half of the movie was all of the family stuff, and then the second half was Irfan comes, and, and they go to New York. But we just had the best time with, you know, bonding with those guys and with Kelly, and we hung out at this house, and we spent a lot of time outside that, that 
I felt like a lot of that ended up translating onto the screen yeah. of, of, of a real lived-in family, you know? And Did um, you have rehearsal time or time before to sort of bond as a family to make that so believable? Because it certainly was. Uh, no. Mark did not want to do any rehearsal, and uh, we were both great with that. Um, you know, I, I love, as an actor, to see what comes fresh from a moment when you start to rehearse something sometimes especially for film if you're doing a play you got to rehearse it because yeah. you got to build up to it but if you're doing a movie sometimes there's magic that happens in those initial reactions of what you're, you're just opening yourself up as a vessel to take in what's coming at you and throw it back that i love a director that's that feels um i don't know i don't say secure but it, it trusts us that much and um and, and mark really did um, but we, you know, we did hang out a little bit. Like we had, a, we all had a dinner together. We went and cooked Hungarian food and just got to know each other. And we got to know the crew and it was like a great icebreaker. But, you know, it was only a couple of days and we started filming. Yeah. You know, wow. That's what you do with an independent movie. And where'd you film this exactly? We shot it in Yonkers, um, and in the city in New York. Wow. Yeah. Your background is as a theater actor. I mean, I know you're in love with Shakespeare. That's your favorite thing, right? You've done so, you know everything about Shakespeare. This is what. <laughs> I don't know if I know everything about Shakespeare. Pretty much. I've seen all of his plays. I've been in probably 15 of them or so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I do love the theater. I, you know, I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to because you know, we all got to make a living, unfortunately. Yeah. Would you certainly do? I didn't get a chance to introduce him with his credits. But I, I think a lot of you would recognize him as Roy on The Office, which he did for years, and so many other things on television and movies, 13 Hours, The Gift, Parenthood on TV, Drop Dead Diva on TV. Um, I mean, so many different things. But I think this role is uniquely different. It's something that came along that uh, people are really going to relate to and see you in here. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I've played other blue-collar guys. Um, I've played guys that you don't want the the lead to be with, <laughs> that she's with. <laughs> so, uh, but I felt like Louis was different in in yeah. the sense that, especially because we had that nugget of the like of really striving to try to get them together at the end. That like if we're gonna pay that off, like that's gonna change how the whole thing shakes out. And right. uh, you know, Mark said to me from the day one uh, when he sent me the script, um, he said, I need this guy to be just a mensch of a man, like just such a, gr a really good guy who loves his family and is limited with his experience. And I said, I couldn't agree more. And that was it. Let's see if you guys have any questions out there. Just raise your hand if you do. And don't do anything. Continue staring at us if you don't. <laughs> uh, there you are. Yes, sir, right there. Just wanted to say, I, I talked to you briefly in the hall, David, and I, uh, I really love this film. It's such an honest, honest story, and I can see so many people in that in the same position. You get, you did a fantastic job. What? Uh, how many days did it take to shoot this? Um, how many days? As you said, the first half of the shooting schedule was your scenes, the family scenes, and the second half was all the stuff with Irfan Khan, who's the great Bollywood Indian actor. Uh, Fan, you've seen him in Life and Pi. The, I don't know how many saw the Lunchbox. He starred in that and so many movies. But that was done after your scenes. Yeah, we. Uh, I met Irfan for just like lunch one day as I was leaving and he was coming in. 
Um, <laughs> we shot. Do you know, guy, how many days? Thirty. The days. whole movie was thirty days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even put a puzzle together in thirty days, <laughs> much less shoot a movie about it. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, any other questions? Yes, sir. Hey, I'm from Argentina. Did you try to copy the original movie or? No, actually, um, uh, Mark was, uh, he'd been sent the script originally as to direct, and he didn't want to see the original because he didn't want it to affect what he wanted to do with the, the material. So since he didn't develop it, he just kind of took it from for what was on the page. And and uh, and none of us, we I, I, none, none, none of the rest of us saw it. I, I tried to look for it, to be quite honest, but it was hard to find. And, uh, and you know, I'm glad I didn't because it <coughs> would color it, you know, because that that movie is going to have a different outcome uh, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a different cultural significance, I think, uh, you know. Yeah. We, had, we had one of the moderators uh, at, at a screening we did for the Academy, and she was from Argentina, and, and she <laughs> was, like, so confused with <laughs> some changes that were made, and we were like, sorry, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Is there really a national jigsaw puzzle championship? <laughs> uh, that's an interesting question because who knew? Uh, is there a jigsaw puzzle? There's a championship There's for everything. There's a national I guess. championship for everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't know that either. But there there is. There actually is. And uh, uh, you know, the funny thing is, half this crew, like, but as the movie was going on, started doing all these puzzles and got kind of obsessed with it and. Uh, I know for myself, I got I, I when I got the script, I was like, God, I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle in years. And <laughs> I looked in and I found this like old like front page of the New York Times from the day I was born that my agents had given me, and it was like you know in a cupboard somewhere, and I pulled it out, put it all together, and my God, it was the most <laughs> the greatest feeling of completing that puzzle, and you know you just shut the world out, and so I could completely see how Agnes would just dive into this and. And you know, kind of get obsessed with this. Yeah. It's the follow-up question is: Were the were the extras in the tournament scene actual puzzlers? Uh, were the extras no. in the tournament actual puzzlers, as they say? No, those were all those were all friends of the crew, and you know, and <laughs> background performers. I, I mean, I think that were the producers in there too. I think at one point. Was that a, are stores devoted to puzzles like that one that where she goes in? Sure, there is 100 percent. That is, yeah. Um, okay, yes. So there's a moment uh, where Louis refers to how his father would have handled yeah. the situation and, and the threat of violence. And Louis never actually felt like he was going to do anything to hurt her. But at the same time, it felt like there was the potential for violence lurking in the background, I felt, throughout the whole story. Okay, he's just asking. He thinks... There may have been the potential for violence. I didn't feel that with Louis, but um, that that's in his background, and you know. Uh, you know, that that scene was um, the one scene I had the most difficulty with. Um, I could understand completely, you know, uh, this man growing up with his father being violent towards his mother, um, but. In the script, they have Louis l literally picking her up and putting her against a wall. 
And I said, I won't do that. Mm-hmm. I said, You're, you, the second I lay a hand on her, it's over. You're never going to want these two to ever never. possibly work this out. That's right. And, uh, and Mark thought about it for a second. And I said, look at me. I'm, I'm a monster. <laughs> like, Kelly's tiny. Like, it, it, just screaming at her is violent enough. Like, you know, and, and he's hurt and he's upset and he's confused. And, you know, I can understand all those things. But if he, if he touches her, it's, we can't come back from that. And he agreed. No, you're absolutely right because, yeah, my wife had that reaction. She turned to me when we saw it, and she goes, like, if, if he does that, that's going to change the whole movie for her, you know, and, and that would change the whole dynamic. Yeah. It's interesting. I found it very poignant that Kelly went into the water waist deep to make the last phone call to her lover. Uh, it was visually commanding. Was there any particular reason why she did go out into the pond because at first I'm thinking, oh my God, she's going to commit suicide. Guy, do you have what? anything on that? No? no? I think that was just uh, I think uh, uh, a directorial and a cinema- cinematic choice. I think it was a beautiful image, um, but I don't, yeah. So the image after that, when she walked into the water, and the very next image where it was of the city, those two images looked like jigsaw puzzles to me. And I, and I, and I, and I was curious if that was, that's kind of like when her life kind of integrated. And I'd wondered if there was any premeditation on I would love to take credit for that, but I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. I think, of, I think of this as a woman's story. And so was there any other supportive woman on the set? It's not like all of you were men. Uh, did yeah, the, the, original, the original script was... Did this part without any supportive woman there? Okay, she's just saying that she thinks this is a woman's story and that it seems that there's all men in every level of it. Boys and the husband never understand that she's bored with that. Isn't that kind of, isn't it very obvious that that's what's happening? She's reached a point in her life where she's bored with doing what she's been doing every day for 25 years. You are 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's mentioned that at this point. We talk, and we didn't talk about fishing. <laughs> well, she, she's wondering yeah. if there were any women on set, right? Uh, yeah, she was, a, she was definitely... Um, Felt alone in the in in her world for sure. Uh, you know, there the the other writer to this um, uh, was a woman. Was a woman, and uh, and and a, and a big big chunk of this script, I believe, is her voice. Um, and uh, there were a lot of women on set. Yeah, I mean, they purposely, I think, had uh, a, a woman. Uh, maybe you would know much better. Ren Arthur is our, one of our producers. We yeah. also had a female editor. Yeah, um, who and the, the co-writer, because Oren Moverman, who wrote the script, usually writes his scripts by himself. And this is the first time I've seen him with a co-writer credit. And I thought it was interesting that they have a, a woman as a co-writer, too, to bring that kind of sensibility to yeah, it. it. It was very important to Mark, uh, our director, to have a female editor, because he wanted that perspective in when they were cutting the film together, and um, I thought she did a beautiful job. Yeah. Mark Turtletop is actually a producer. You would know some movies he's made, like Little Miss Sunshine and many others, and uh, this is his 
you know, he made one movie before, but it wasn't that significant. This is really his first breakthrough as a director. He's almost a new director here, and I thought he did a really good job. Because I, I, in my review, I said, you know, the thought of watching a movie about putting puzzles, jigsaw puzzles together, is like watching paint dry. But he made it cinematic and interesting, and it's not... When I talked to him, he said, we're not out to make Rocky of jigsaw puzzles, which is why, interestingly, if you notice, they never show the end of that tournament. They never show the big moment. It's, I mean, to me, it's like, that's, it's just a backdrop for the, the, the journey that, they're, that she's on. And, yeah. you know, it's like saying Little Miss Sunshine's about a, a pageant. It's right. not. It's about a family, like, trying to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, yes, right there. When she goes off in the at the end to Montreal, I notice she has a very little suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> if she had a big suitcase, I would have thought she's going off to stay in Montreal. So should I assume she's coming back to the husband <laughs> or coming back to the boyfriend? I don't, I don't okay, know. Okay, if it's, you didn't hear that, she's saying she took a very little suitcase to Montreal at the end. and. Is she coming back for I a bigger suitcase, or? I think it was. I think the intention was to leave it open to interpretation. I think. I think anyone can read into it whatever they want. I think it's definitely yes. Yes. I couldn't help but notice that the movie was shot in a lot of shadow and not a lot of lighting, even in the house and in his apartment. Was there a lot of conversation about how that? Cinematography and the photography was, was part of the movie. You wanted it that way. How, how did that develop? Uh, yeah, that was absolutely the cinematographer he's asking about. The, the, there was Mark's intention was to have the home be oppressive and be dark, and and that when he she went to uh, to meet Robert, you know his house. He just had this image in his head of this man whose wife had left him, and he's like bouncing around this big sort of empty house and the actual house that they shot in they had to take all this very expensive furniture and artwork out of there so that it would be empty but there was a lot more light in his house the lot the, through those windows and stuff so it was definitely a metaphor for the world she was in and the you know the place she was going yes <laughs> not that I know of but but I don't think so Okay, yes, right above. Okay. I, this is not a question. I want to comment. Um, you could not have had a better cast that melded and worked together and made a family. It, it just, it, it was life. Thank uh, you. That's a nice comment. She's just saying it was life in terms of the cast. and You know, as actors, we try to like put a mirror up to nature to quote Shakespeare. And that to me felt like what we were trying to do with creating this family and, and really bring them alive. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a signal that I only got time for one more. So it's gonna be you because I just saw your hand go up. Yes, right there. Um, do you like jelly donuts? <laughs> <laughs> do you like? <laughs> do I like jelly donuts? I haven't had a jelly donut in a long time. Uh, <laughs> but who doesn't like jelly donuts? Yeah. Look, I, I just wanna say, it's uh, we're so grateful that you guys came tonight and are here. It's so so important for us to get the word out. Um, if you guys 
liked the movie, please tell all of your friends, go on social media, do us the favor of passing it forward because a little movie like this can only survive by word of mouth. Yeah. So. And when she you. said, do you like jelly donuts, I thought she said, do you like Kelly McDonald? So... I don't know. And how many, know, how many know that Kelly McDonald is not American? She's from Scotland and has a very thick Scottish accent. Okay, she did a great job, huh? Fooled you. Fooled the rest of you. Thank you so much, David, for coming out here. Thank you. Thanks for coming, guys.